Hi everybody, it's Helen here from the Squiggly Careers podcast and I'm with you today for another one of our special Ask the Expert episodes. Today you're going to hear my conversation with Simon Sinek where we focus on the topic of purpose at work. Purpose is one of those things that we think is so important to people right now. When work might feel difficult and when it certainly feels different, purpose can give you a sense of direction. And Simon has some really practical and insightful things to share with us about how we can get our own sense of purpose, how we can find our own why and connect that to the work that we do. And this episode, just like the others in the series, has been kindly supported by the Boopa UK Foundation. The Boopa UK Foundation is a charity and their purpose is to help people live longer, healthier and happier lives. They fund practical projects which have a positive impact on people's mental well-being, including running well-being workshops for educators, working with MIND to empower better mental health in young people and also through funding community mental well-being projects. So we've been delighted to work with them on this series. And now let's get started with the conversation. Hi, Simon. Hi, thanks for having me. And I feel like Simon is one of those people that needs little introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway, everybody. Many of you may be aware of Simon's work. His TED Talk, How Great Leaders Inspire Action, has over 50 million views, which I can't quite imagine, but it's a huge, huge amount and it just keeps growing. He's also the author of five books, including Start With Why, Leaders Eat Last, and most recently, The Infinite Game. And in his own words, he is an unshakable optimist who believes in a bright future and our ability to build it together, which I think is something that we need now more than ever. So thank you very much, Simon, for bringing that to us. And we wanted to focus our conversation today on the role of purpose in your career and how that can help you maybe with what some of you are experiencing right now. So let's take that as our starting point then, Simon. How can purpose help people who might be feeling and experiencing lots of change and feeling you know, quite uncertain in where they're going with their work? So the one great thing about purpose is it's, it is the one solid thing that won't change in crisis. If you think about the foundation of a house, even in crisis, if something damages the house, the foundation remains fixed. You know, when we look at ancient ruins, it's the foundations that survive. And when we're looking to pivot ourselves or deal with change, change happens at the what level? Imagine, think about the hands on a clock. Change happens with the numbers, with the time, but the middle stays fixed always. You adapt around your purpose. So you can point in any direction, but you want that foundation, you want that center to remain fixed. And that's what the why is. I'm like so many people, you know, I've been forced to pivot. And I found comfort in the fact that I, I have my why. My why is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them. So together, each of us can change our world for the better. And that's the one place I've remained confident because I know that won't change. And the question I'm asking myself is, what is a new way that I can bring that to life? And Simon, you articulate your why, and I know you've you know, you spent many years talking about it, but you articulate it so well and confidently. How quickly did your why come to you? And how often do you reflect on it in your work now? So it's very, very difficult for anybody to have their why come to them themselves. You need help. We're not objective about ourselves. And discovering one's own why is a process of discovery. It's like panning for gold. And sometimes we can't see. So the time when I discovered my why, I was going through a depression about my work. I had lost any passion to do it. But I discovered this pattern, this naturally occurring pattern based on the biology of human decision-making. I knew what I did was good. 
I knew how I did it was good, but I didn't know why I was doing it. And I too reached out to someone to take a look at me objectively. <laughs> Whatever process people use, we strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that you do it with someone. Where do people start to find their why to discover it, as you say? It's not about finding somebody with great wisdom. It's about finding somebody who genuinely wants to help you. That's all that's required. It's a process that I've written about and I talk about you know, all the time. I wrote a book called Find Your Why, which if you do it with a friend, it gives you all the instructions how to do it. I can give you a fun little exercise that you can do for free as well. I call it the friend exercise. Find a friend who you love and they love you. The kinds of people who you could call them at three o'clock in the morning and you know they would take your call and vice versa. Do not do this with a family. Do not do this with a spouse. <laughs> Those relationships are too close. Those people no longer have objectivity. <laughs> do it with a really, really close friend that you love and ask them the simple question, why are we friends? And they're going to look at you like you're crazy because you're asking them to put into words something that exists in the emotional part of the brain that doesn't control language. And so they're going to look at you like you're nuts and say, I don't know. Why are you asking me this? And you say, please just answer this question. What is it about me? You stop asking why and you start asking what? That's the funny thing about finding your why. <laughs> what specifically is it about me that I know you would be there for me no matter what? And they'll hem and they'll haw and they'll try to just describe you in generic terms. Like, I don't know, you're smart, you're funny, I can count on you. And you have to play devil's advocate. You know, that's the definition of any friend. What specifically is it about me that I know you'd be there for me no matter what? And they might go through some rounds of this and it might be uncomfortable and they might get frustrated, but at some point they'll give up. At some point they'll give up and say, look, I don't know. All I know is, and they'll start describing themselves. My friend said to me, Simon, I don't know. All I know is I can just sit in a room with you and I'll feel inspired. And I got goosebumps. And that's the point. They're going to say something about themselves. It's a value that you fill in their lives and you will have some sort of emotional response. You'll either well up or you'll get goosebumps. And that's because they're telling you what your value to the world is. That's your why. And mm. if you do this with multiple friends, they'll either tell you something extremely similar or maybe even use the exact same words because when you're at your natural best, your why just emanates from you and the value you fill in people's lives is your why. That's the thing you're supposed to be giving to the world. The opportunity we have in life is to find a way to do it. Sometimes Sarah and I, we talk about radiators and drains and spending time with those people that give you energy. And I just wonder what your context on using your purpose to think a bit about who you spend time with and how that's influenced you and your career. The goal really is to do business with people who believe what you believe. We all make transactional decisions. We all have transactional relationships. When you go to a coffee shop and you buy a coffee, that's a transactional relationship. You're not intending to have a deep, meaningful relationship with the person. You want to be polite and nice. You want them to be polite and nice, but it's a transactional relationship. And unfortunately, that we translate those transactional relationships into something that are longer lasting. Buying a cup of coffee will last a few minutes. But if we go get a job somewhere, we're going to be spending more time at work than we are at home. And so when we take a job just for the money, it's a transactional relationship. You know, I have two job offers. I'm only going to take the one that pays me more. And so we may not end up in the place where the people want to take us under their wing and, and help us grow and protect us and teach us and give us honest feedback when we need it. We set up a relationship where you just work hard and we'll give you money. And we have an expectation that if I work hard, you just give me money. And it destroys the love of work because it's transactional. You know, a long time ago, I made a decision that I wanted to work with people who believed what I believed. I wanted to work with the early adopters. I wanted to work with the people who quote unquote, get it or get mm. me. 
It's a very hard standard and it's a very high standard. By the way, I've been doing this since the beginning when I was living paycheck to paycheck and, and really was scrounging money to just sort of pay my bills. I remember the conversation, a guy had heard about my work from somebody else and he got my number and he called me up and he'd heard about me and he says, you know, I've heard it's interesting. And he says, convince me why I should hire you. And I said, don't. Because anybody who says, convince me why I should hire you is looking for me to make a case for everything all the time. Guess what happens if he hires me? I'm gonna to have to do that all the time. The people I chose to work with were people who said, you know, I think you're onto something. I don't think you've got all the answers, but I think you're really onto something special. Let's try and figure this out. And immediately it felt like a partnership rather than a transactional relationship. Sometimes those decisions were hard, but I remember turning down business because I wanted to work with people who believe what I believe. And these are long-term decisions, you know, because I'm, I'm making decisions that over the long run, I'm going to learn more. These people are more likely to recommend me to other people. They're more likely to help me grow, to help give me hard feedback without firing me, you know. Sometimes it's really hard to stick to that why, to stick to the purpose. Again, these are long-term decisions. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make short-term decisions if you have to, because necessity requires it. But just go in with eyes open. Just go in knowing this is not the end-all be-all. This is not going to be a deep, meaningful, loving relationship. This is something I need for now, and I might not enjoy it. I may enjoy it, but I might not enjoy it. If you go in with eyes wide open, I think it's much healthier. It makes a, a much bigger difference. And do you think that it is, once you have found your why, confidently articulating that to other people? I'm, I'm imagining you know, an individual who's in a team with other people, is there value in them sharing with each other their why so that they can all understand each other's purposes, each other's kind of why? Yeah, of course. And it doesn't always have to be done in the way that I did it. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be done in a way where, where you just sit around a table and tell your why to some that's a little too hippy-dippy, you know? But you can just tell a story. You can tell a story. You can say, let me tell you why I love working here. And you tell one specific story of, that explains why you love it. Or you can say, let me tell you why I love this industry or why I love this job. Or let me tell me why I got into this career field. There was this one time when, and you tell a story of love. You tell a story of absolute passion and devotion that contextualizes your love for this work. And that helps explain who you are. And that gets to the why. How important do you think experience is, like putting yourself into different situations in order to give yourself the richness to reflect on the why? I think anybody who thinks that a career goes in a straight line is in for some serious disappointment. <laughs> That's just not how it works. It's like a submarine captain says, go due north, but the submarine doesn't go due north. It goes in a squiggly line. I mean, that's just how it goes. It's because it's affected by currents and things that are out of their control and things that they can't see. And our careers are the same. We don't have total control over our careers, but we can point ourselves in a general direction. Simon, we always ask our guests to share with us a piece of career advice. Um, sometimes we say your best piece of career advice, but I think that sets the bar very high. But it is a piece of career advice that you think has helped you and that you think might help some of our listeners right now. We, we would love to hear that. I can tell you the single best lesson I ever learned is you don't have to know the answers and you don't have to pretend you do. Asking for help is the single greatest thing that I ever learned. I used to fear asking for help for fear that it would make me look weak or stupid that you know, here I presented myself as somebody with answers. And if I asked for help, people would think I didn't have them. I thought it would hurt me. And I had to learn to muster the courage to ask for help. And it turns out I was surrounded by people who wanted to help me all the time. They weren't helping me because they didn't think I needed it because I projected mm. that I had everything sorted out. And so I cannot stress the importance of it. And I know a lot of people fear asking for help for fear that they might get told no, which is true. 
and then you just ask someone else. Or you might get told yes. No human being is strong enough to solve these complicated problems by ourselves. We are very, very powerful in groups. We're very, very powerful as tribes, but we're pretty useless as individuals. So if you ask for help, you're asking that you're giving the opportunity for the tribe to serve. You're giving the opportunity for your friends, your colleagues to serve. And that is the greatest gift you can give them. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you for responding to our ask for help as well to get your message out to our audience. We hugely, hugely appreciate it. And I know so many people are going to really value this episode. So thank you. For everyone listening, some other places to go to to follow up on this conversation. First, go to simonsinek.com. There are loads of new live courses. You can be part of the conversation, which I think is so, so important right now. So head there for that. Also, I have been following Simon a lot on Twitter over kind of the last few weeks and months there's Simon does a lot of short pieces to camera which I just find really authentic and it just feels nice that they're not like polished and in a studio I think it just feels like the right thing for right now so follow Simon on Twitter and also I have been watching I mentioned this the Startup with Why book club which is now closed it was a series of YouTube live broadcasts but it's a six session series it's all on YouTube and it really digs into the book Start with Why but it's a real treat Simon to listen to you talk through the book and share it with everybody and how positive you are and sort of your own reflections in rereading it, I think are really powerful. So I would highly recommend everybody heads there. So thank you again, Simon, for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me and thank you for helping me spread the message. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took as much out of it as I did when I spoke to Simon. I definitely took some actions away. And in the next episode of our Ask the Expert series, you're going to hear me talking to Holly Tucker. Holly is the co-founder of Not on the High Street and also the founder of Holly & Co. And we talk about the importance of creativity at work and how you can develop it as a practical skill. And if you have been enjoying the Squiggly Careers Ask the Expert series, please do rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcasts. We really appreciate your support. It helps us to help more people with their careers. So until the next time, bye.